1: The Orlando Magic have put themselves in a good spot with a lot of young, interesting players and a lineup that kind of works. But why the starting lineup is starting to lag a little bit and raise some concerns. We'll get into that plus some other rotation issues as the Magic season gets ready to close. It's coming up here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
2: every day.
1: You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 4th, 2023. My name is Philip Reich I'm the expert insight site editor over at, Orlando magic Daily at a Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic know they have an issue getting off to good starts. Why their starting the lineup is struggling just a little bit, but giving just enough hope to make you believe that they are worth sticking around or keeping around for a little bit longer. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed at game time. To a man after the Orlando Magic's win over the Detroit Pistons on Sunday. And, and yes, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs with the ones brought before the media. Jamal Mosley also talked a little bit about this. But it's it's been a, a pretty consistent theme now for, for a little while. To a man... They all said an important part of the Magic's blowout win Sunday was their ability to get off to a fast start. To establish a strong start and play well right out of the gate. The Magic wanted to start strong. They wanted to put themselves in in that really good position and kind of play from ahead. That is obviously a good thing. As much as we focus on the end-of-game situations, we've done a lot of that here, a lot of the seeds that are planted later in the game, the tenor and tone of a game, are really set early. Um, you know, Steve Clifford used to say it all the time, you look at the record of teams after when they lead after the first quarter, it's usually pretty good. It's a lot easier in this league to play from ahead than behind. I know I've talked a little bit about the phenomenon in close games where the Magic are really good at holding leads late in games, but really bad at making up deficits late in games. Some of that has to start in the first quarter. Some of that has to start at the beginning of games. And at least observationally, when you look at the box score, the plus-minus splits, usually at least recently, really favor the bench. And so it's, it's no doubt the Magic do have some issues in the first quarter. For the season, the Magic are 24th in the league in first quarter net rating at minus 3.4 points per 100 possessions. A 107.9, 111.3 uh, offensive-defensive rating split. Even since December 7th, which of course is when the season actually began. Sorry, Kobe, it's, I'm, I'm going the 7th. Um, the Magic are 20th in first quarter net rating at minus 3.1 points per 100 possessions. Again, a similar 107-2, 110 split. The Magic defend really well early but also, can't score is, is, is the big takeaway here. The Magic starting lineup of Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter has played pretty well and pretty consistently throughout the season. For the entire season, that starting group has a net rating of plus 2.8 points per 100 possessions in and 555 minutes together. It's got a strong 110.2 defensive rating, but. A fairly pedestrian 113 offensive rating. Let me make this really, really clear though. The starting lineup works. The Magic are better with that group on the floor than not. They're, they're gaining points. They're usually playing pretty well when that group is on the floor. But it's also fair to observe and fair to note that this group has taken a bit of a nosedive from their early runs. And they do well in the first quarter too. For the first for the whole season, plus 3.4 net rating in the first quarter again. Similar, one a similar poor offense, 106.9, great defense, 103.4 um, in 202 first quarter minutes. It's it's pretty consistent where where they've been at. The real difference is where they started to where they are now. And the first 14 games, essentially the first month they played together, from January 5th, when they first started together this season, to February 1st. That starting group had a net rating of plus 7.5 points per one possessions with a more normal looking split of 120.2 offensive rating, 112.7 defensive rating. So it's not that the starting group is playing poorly. It's not that the starting group isn't getting the magic off to decent starts. It's that they aren't dominating as much as they were earlier in the season. Now, why is that? Who's, who knows? I mean, it, there, there are a number of factors and the numbers don't tell you the full picture. Some of it very well might be the Magic are trying to boost some of their bench lineups knowing that the bench group struggled a little bit. So they play Franz Wagner. They take Franz Wagner out of that group earlier so that he could play more with that bench unit later in the first quarter. They keep Paolo Bancaro in longer. They, you know, rely on Cole Anthony a little bit more. They've mixed and matched with Bol Bol or Mo Wagner or Goga Batadze now. The magic have been working all season to find a, a workable and sustainable rotation, and, and unfortunately, part of the way you do that is you eat a little bit away at the starters. You take the starters out a little bit sooner. You you change the rotation and how much that starting group plays together, and that puts you in sometimes tricky situations, or that puts you looking for the right bench combination. Fact of the matter is, that that magic starting lineup has played very well together and, and 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 really has done exceptionally well. The only group that's had a better net rating, that's played at least 40 there are only two lineups that have played at least 48 minutes together that have a better net rating. And one of them's actually replacing Gary Harris with Jalen Suggs. I don't know if that makes so much as much sense because that means you're taking out a lot of shooting, but Jalen Sugg's been a good shooter the last month and a half, two months, so maybe there is something to that and something for the Magic to consider when they get into the offseason. What the struggles, and I don't want to call them struggles because the starting lineup is still playing well. I got into this research, I started looking at this because I felt like the starters weren't playing well, but the numbers do suggest that the Magic are still gaining points when the starting group is in there whether that's in the first quarter, whether that's in later quarters, that's something to break down further. But what I think this does say is that, A, the Magic still need to make upgrades. They're not done with their roster building. They're not done with this roster. And while there are certainly signs of what they can do with the group that they have, they have to bolster their depth. They need more consistency off the bench. They need to be able to trust their bench groups to handle their own and let their starters be their starters. The more minutes they could get with the starting group, the better, and that's just something that this roster hasn't been able to afford because you need one of Paolo or Franz on the floor at all times. You need a Markell or a Wendell in there to support them at all times. And that mixing and matching makes it tough to put the best lineups out there. Cole Anthony's emergence, Jalen Suggs's emergence has helped relieve some of the guard pressure so that, you know again, you don't need Gary Harris out there for 30 minutes a game you can manage Markel's minutes a little bit more, put him, sprinkle them in, in the right lineups. But certainly, Paolo and Franz carry a very big load. And obviously, one way this team is going to get better is internal improvement. Franz Wagner will get better. Paolo Banquero will get better. We don't know if Markel Fultz has reached his upper bound. We don't know what comes next for Wendell Carter. And we don't know what else this team, this roster is going to add to make themselves better. Certainly the fact that the Magic starters play strong defense but can't score makes it easy for teams to make up deficits or make up for the strong play that the Magic have. You've got to be able to score in this league right now. And that's kind of where the Magic are. So as we begin to look to the offseason, as you know, we do see we're here in the last week of the regular season, the Magic are on the brink of playoff elimination, As we look ahead to the rest of this season and really into the offseason now, we all understand this team still needs upgrades. And while some of that will be internal, certainly what the starting group has shown is that the Magic have a lot but still need a lot more to get where they ultimately want to go and certainly to withstand some of the injury problems that they had earlier in the year. One more point before we get to the break here. Jonathan Isaac is a big part of that equation. Let's be real. When Jonathan Isaac was in the, in the lineup, board rotation made a lot of sense. The Magic were able to better balance Paolo and Franz's minutes. They had that great defensive presence off the bench, that consistent defensive presence. And I think if you're looking for a space for the Magic to improve themselves, whether it's in the draft, whether it's in free agency... Backup center, backup forward is certainly a big piece of that puzzle. But we're going to talk about the guards and the emergence of some of the Magic's guards. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Game Time. Here comes the banner. There it is. We've all had to buy tickets to the events that we want to go to, whether it's going to see a concert, whether it's going to see a sporting event. Buying tickets can be a stressful proposition. I remember one time my dad and I, I visited my dad in Atlanta. We went to go get tickets to the Braves game. We bought it online. We went to get our tickets from the app, and they weren't there. And we were stuck outside the stadium, outside beautiful Truist Park, um, down there down there in the Battery in Atlanta, and didn't know how we were going to get in the game. Well, game time gets rid of all the stress because it's the fastest, easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped Hult for the fun you'll have. There are a lot of great events. Obviously, the Magic's last two home games coming up. The Guardians get playing their last XFL home game as well this weekend. Orlando City, Orlando Pride. There's some great events coming to Central Florida this summer. And you're going to find all the deals, whether they're flash deals, last-minute tickets, all on the GameTime app. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. So forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and a whole lot more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% for the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LO- use code LockedOnNBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LockedOnNBA for twenty dollars off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Talk a little bit about the starting group, and again, I I, I think the starting group's been really good, and, and, and I think one thing, you know, they have struggled, we've seen them go through their ups and downs a little bit, I don't think they've been as successful as they were when they first came together, and again, so much of that is just the normal ups and downs of a season, a young roster, uh, you know, changing priorities, but I, I've I've always said and I think there's been a few people kind of hitting me saying hey Magic should get rid of Gary should get Gary Harris out of there put Jalen Suggs in and again the numbers suggest that that might be a good idea but I, I've always also said like but I like keeping the starting group the way it is because it really sets the rotation it's given the team a ton of stability we've essentially had the same starting lineup since January and the Magic have played well since January I mean they're twenty. But they're twenty-eight and uh, five and five and twenty, so they're now thirty-four and forty-four. So they are uh, twenty-nine in twenty-four uh, since December seventh. Um. So again, you know, they've been a five hundred team with this starting group in place, uh, and, and I think that stability has really helped this team kind of find its footing and really set themselves up this year. Um. I really, I really do think that the Magic have greatly benefited from the lineup being what it is and, and and not really tinkering too much or tinkering for the sake of tinkering. I think the Magic have done a really good job just kind of being them and, and working with what they have and not deviating too much. I mean, sure, if the Magic were deeper in the postseason chase, if winning was priority number one over development, um, maybe there would have been some tweaks here and there. Certainly, Bol Bol wouldn't have played as much as he did. Um, but I, I think overall, the Magic did a really good job giving this team some consistency, some stability, and, and the starting lineup's done well. I mean, they are still a posit- a net positive when they are on the floor. But obviously, a big talking point ha- has been the guard rotation and, and what the Magic are going to do with their guards. Obviously, we know that the big offseason move is to get some shooting, and, and that's going to change things up, and, and this rotation's not going to be the same this year, but... The Magic have had to mix and match their guards a little bit. And, and to Jamal Mosley's credit, as much as you know, there's a lot of reason to trust the starting lineup and trust that group, he has been willing to go with the hot hand on that off-guard spot. If we assume that four starting spots are set in stone, Markel Fultz, Paolo Banchero, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, I think we can all agree those four spots are pretty set in stone. You know, Maybe maybe there's an upgrade out there for a Wendell Carter or Markel Fultz, I don't think the Magic will make that kind of major move this offseason. You never know, though. Um, really, I think the Magic are trying to solve who do we put in that set in that two-guard spot, who do we put in that shooting guard spot to get the most out of this group. And again, maybe, there is, maybe we do have to start asking questions uh, whether Markel Fultz can continue to develop as a three-point threat, whether Paolo Bancaro Franz Wagner will continue to develop as three-point threats, and whether the Magic can provide that group enough shooting uh, to really be dominant. Again... Shooting is probably the reason why Gary Harris took that starting spot, but he doesn't always finish games. Most of the time right now, it's been Cole Anthony playing in these close game situations as teams need offense to keep up with scoring. Cole Anthony has been really good, Uh, and obviously he's been one of the bench scorers in the league since the All-Star break, a guy who should be getting some six-man-of-the-year appreciation. I don't know if he'll get there, but certainly one of the best bench scorers in the league right now, Cole Anthony uh, has earned the right to finish games in the, in the same way that Terrence Ross used, that Terrence Ross did in 2019. We'll get to whether that is the right call for a playoff situation or a playoff, uh, or, or when we're in the postseason, uh, and, and whether that could become a liability because Cole Anthony tries hard on defense. I don't mean to say he doesn't, but the lack of size really does hurt him, uh, and he's still not a great defender. So I, I think that there is there there is something to it, but. I'm not here, like, I I appreciate the work that Cole Anthony's put in this year, so we we don't need to be thinking about some of the playoff potential playoff problems that he could have. But Cole Anthony is finishing a lot of these games because he's a reliable three-point shooter. He is a a reliable scorer. They trust him now to make good decisions and, and to be a threat on the floor with the ball or without. And again, that's a credit to Cole Anthony. By the same token, Jalen Suggs has also stepped up in a major way. He has become a better three-point shooter. He's become a more consistent attacker. He's become a better driver, and he, too, has earned more minutes. We often see games where Gary Harris is playing fewer minutes than either Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony. In fact, that has been the case in March. Uh, Our friend Harrison Brown on OrlandoMagicDaily.com put this chart together. In January, the minute distribution went like this. Markel Fultz, 29.3 minutes per game. Cole Anthony, 24.9. Gary Harris, 23.9. Jalen Suggs, sixteen. In February, Markel Fultz played 32.5 minutes per game, Gary Harris 26.8, Jalen Suggs 23.8, Cole Anthony 21.2, and then in March, Markel Fultz plays 32.7 minutes per game, so Fultz's minutes have been slowly increasing as he's played better. Cole Anthony's playing a near starter level at 28.6 minutes per game, Jalen Suggs at 26.2, and Gary Harris at 25. Now, whether that is a development case, but I think whether that's for development purposes, or whether that's just the reality of, Suggs and Anthony are giving the Magic a little bit more of a dynamic presence at that two-guard spot. The Magic are playing them a lot more. And and again, I think this is how you naturally want things to happen. Yes, Gary Harris theoretically gives the Magic the shooting they need, and he's had some big shooting games. I don't want you to ignore what Gary Harris is able to contribute. He doesn't do it as loudly as Cole. He doesn't do it offensively. He doesn't do it as loudly as Jalen defensively. But Gary Harris is really solid, and the Magic have a lot of trust in him. But throughout games, Jalen Suggs' impact is more pronounced, and especially now that he's starting to shoot the ball a lot better, he becomes a lot more dangerous, uh, and he becomes a lot more a lot more important, um, and, and, and a lot more of a dynamic player because he can do so much more. As Cole Anthony has become more efficient and a better scorer and a better shooter. Um, and again, all this was in there. He's it's just, it's just all clicking for him. As he's become better and stronger, he just adds a little bit more to this team. Uh, you know, we talked about in the first segment, the bench players have largely felt like they played better than the starters because Cole Anthony has taken just this humongous leap this year and this huge step that... Really is putting, you know, going to ask the Magic some very big questions about what he's going to get this summer when they sit down to negotiate an extension, which, you know, again, I think is going to be one of the bigger questions that the Magic face this offseason. This is all to say that, you know, yes, the Magic need upgrades everywhere. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the Magic don't need to look for upgrades or shooting guard or a shooting guard or whatever. While the, but while the Magic are focused on what they need next, They have a guard rotation that gives them a lot of options. Markel Foltz has been fantastic. He's really found himself, really found his confidence. And if he continues to improve, he's only 25. If he continues to improve, he gets a more nominal three-point shot, everything changes for this team. Jalen Suggs has shown us what he is like when his three-point shot is reliable, when his jumper is reliable. He becomes an all-defensive team capable player and someone that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams and and teams aren't going to really know how to handle or deal with. Cole Anthony has shown us what a scoring point guard in his position looks like. And it all adds up to a team that is able to do so much and is able to play so well. And it's been, this guard rotation is really interesting and one that the Magic may not have to adjust as much as you think. Because if the Magic do feel like Jalen Suggs can start next year, Then the Magic have a a fun, young lineup. All guys that they can develop, all guys that they can grow, but all guys that can contribute in a very meaningful way. It's exciting. These options are exciting. Obviously, it's not foolproof. It's not for sure. It's not certain. And again, I don't think the Magic should shy away from upgrading any position if the opportunity comes along. And certainly, the draft is going to play a role with the two picks the Magic are likely to have. But it's... It's going to be fun to watch this team grow and develop with what they have. We're going to talk a little bit about tonight's game against Cleveland Cavaliers coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at BetterHelp. Here comes the banner. There it is. This episode is brought to, is sponsored by Better BetterHelp. We are all working on ourselves. That's... That's the truth. You know, we're all always working ourselves. We're dealing with our own issues. And sometimes we don't know where to turn. We don't know how to talk ourselves through the, issue, through the issues that are troubling us in our lives. And getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And that's where better help comes in because therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. And help connects you with a licensed therapist who takes you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are therapy has at various times in my life helped me get through some some difficult times some difficult emotional times some difficult professional times i really trust therapy even if it's just as a sounding board as a venting uh, outlet it can be really helpful to get you through your week and through your day so if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA.
2: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count.
1: Orlando Magic taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. The penultimate home game for the Orlando Magic um, should be a um, should be a good one because you know again the Magic are playing really really well and, and they are capable of beating anybody when they're playing well. Um, but obviously this is a very tough Cleveland team. They are the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Still a chance to climb up to three, although very remote. Uh, a team that's playing well. They have a dynamic scoring guard in Donovan Mitchell. They have a fantastic defense anchored by Evan Mobley and Jarrett Allen. And the Magic, frankly, have struggled a lot with these kind of two big lineups. Um, The Washington Wizards have a two big lineup with Gafford and Porzingis that gave the Magic a lot of problems that kind of bottled up Paolo Bancaro. Um, To some extent, Detroit did that a little bit in some of the earlier games that they played. Uh, Teams that run two centers do tend to give Orlando a little bit of problem and a little bit of issue. There um, are two bigs, essentially. And again, Evan Mobley is just a monster. He's going to be Defensive Player of the Year one of these days. Just a really, really good player. Uh, and so, this is a. I think this is a really tough matchup for Orlando. And there is a lot on the line for the Magic This, this in this game. First off, a loss, and they are eliminated from the postseason. Any chance at the postseason, no matter how slim or remote, they are done with a loss tonight. The Chicago Bulls will play, I believe, the Atlanta Hawks on on Tuesday. A win by the Bulls would also eliminate the Magic from postseason contention. So the Magic are on their last legs. We are in the last week of the season. The Magic still have a chance to make the playoffs. I just want that sentence to sit there with you for a little bit because I don't. I think we would have easily taken that in October. To the Magic's credit, Orlando, the team is not thinking about this stuff. They are focused on themselves, which they have to be and focused on finishing the season strong and building winning habits regardless of their playoff future and their playoff outcome. Um, it, is, it, it, it is it is, a big game, obviously, for that reason. It is a big game, period, for both teams. Um, and it's going to be a challenge. Cleveland is one of the best defensive teams in the league. David Mitchell is a scoring dynamo and someone who can carry the team. And I haven't even talked about Darius Garland yet, who has also had a fantastic season. Cleveland appeared set to play all of their guys. And one more wrinkle to this one. One win in these final two home games will give the Magic a winning home record. It'll be the first time they've had a winning home record since the 2020 COVID-shortened season. Um, The first time having a winning record as well and a full season since 2019. That's That's no small deal to have a winning home record, to take care of your business on the home floor, establishing the Amway Center as a place that is difficult to play the fans at the Amway Center this year have been fantastic. I'll have more to say about them probably after Thursday's game, um, or if not after Thursday's game, then certainly after the season. Um, they, The fans have been fantastic this year, just plain and simple. And I'm I'm really excited for what this team is building and what this team is growing and developing, uh, just based off what the feelings have been like and the vibes have been like inside the Amway Center. It's, it's, it's really, really exciting to see. This is, a, this is a big game, obviously, and every game is big, but this is going to be a good challenge for the Magic and a game that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at underscore omd Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. you' TuneIn, tune in. Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of it, And send the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us and now that the NBA is back up and running after taking Monday off for the NCAA tournament, make your second listen to Game to Game NBA podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic the right? we'll you time for another episode of Lockdown. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.